0: Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? I mean, we jump straight in if you want. Yeah,
1: I'll uh, you know, depressed coffee first,
0: <laughs> make you feel bad about itself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But then earlier, I was like, just before I was, like, I was getting ready, and then I was like, I've got a bit of time. So I was just like, I just watched some videos on the kind of area, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay,
0: okay. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll lead it in. We'll introduce. Um, so obviously, got Zach Jones with me. Hi. Hello to Yellow Concrete Podcast. Um, I'm going to start with this, the simple question first of how long have we known each other, Zach?
1: Um, like eight months at most. Eight months at most. Yeah. And we haven't, I mean, we see each other. But we yeah. don't really talk much. No, she's just. Hey, Which it seems to be the
0: case good. with most guests. <laughs> it seems to be. I've known you for like two years, and I've spoken to you very little, and then we're going to go sit and talk for an hour and see see what happens in that hour. I mean, that sounds about right. That sort of thing.
1: To be to be honest, I had kind of, in the least creepy sounding way possible, I had kind of been like, oh man, I really want to talk to Graham about stuff. He just seems so cool. I want to like, ask him questions about life. I mean, that's a miss. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that said, I think it was, I mean, it was New Year's Eve recently, and on New Year's Eve I spent about, I think it was like 20 minutes standing with someone trying to convince them that they they were obsessed that they they existed, and that they didn't exist, (laughs) and it was annoying me that they wouldn't accept that they didn't exist, but they were convinced that they were like, I'm very secure in that I don't exist, and yet they were trying to define themselves, and I was like, we're just going around in circles and we're
1: drunk, and this isn't... I was gonna say, so it was it, nowhere. <laughs> so it was a case that you were also drunk. Not oh yeah, just we were it. all drunk. So yeah. you're not the kind of because I'm the kind of person that I will facilitate people being stupid. Like oh yeah, I'll do that. Like I had a, I'll ask questions which make no sense. <laughs> I had I had a friend who I don't even know the full story, but he he like was d- drunk or yeah, you know... He, he basically he wasn't all there one evening with some right. friends, and there was a point where he was just like. I've only heard this second hand. I really wish I was there. He was apparently just staring at his hands for like 10 minutes until somebody then said like, oh, what's going on with your hands, man? Are you all right? And he was like, these aren't my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so now, anytime, anytime he drinks or anything, I'm just like, hey man, are those are those your hands? <laughs> like he texts me at one point, Texts me one point saying like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a club. I'm 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 going a bit I'm going a bit crazy. Zach, help! And then I was just like, Tom, what you're about? I'm I'm right next to you. We're having a band practice. It's great. Uh, we're we're doing loads of work. Tom, wake up! It's <laughs> just like no, no, I'm not having any of this. I was like, damn it! I thought I got in there. Uh,
0: that's, I mean, <laughs> I always think it's weird, like, because I've been thinking about drugs a lot, like, recently.
1: Okay. Um, just just
0: well, no, like I, I make a I make a little zine. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the next subject on it is drugs. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's big in terms of like legal and illegal. So I've just been thinking about drugs in general recently. Yeah. And the amount of kind of cliche stories you hear <laughs> about drugs of like, oh no, I can't feel my face, or I tried to jump off this, and I'm like, there's very few like real of those stories which I know. Yeah. Like I know a couple, and it's kind of friend of friend, but I've never had one myself. I don't know anyone directly who's had one of those really high stories, like being chased by something or jumping off something or losing your hands.
1: <laughs> well, there was, there was like like back back in uni, there was like a, a guy who it was. It's just become known as like one of these stories now. Um, who, he... I can't remember. Oh yeah, that was it. It began because. We all kind of got together because um, it was my friend's um, my friend's birthday. Mm. So we all kind of like we were like oh, okay, we'll club together and we will like Get him some presents. But they were like stupid little presents because we're at uni, so we, yeah. we don't have money to Doesn't waste on friends. On. <laughs> um, and there was um, one of the things we got him was uh, a, a bubble sword. Okay. So it was like it was just a giant bubble uh, thing. Yeah. but then shaped like a sword, because we thought, oh, this will be funny yeah. for yeah. later. Why not? Um, and then one of my... One of the guys who was with us, he was, he was pretty out of it, and he was just like... He just kept referring to him as the Bubble Princess. Okay. Don't don't know where that came from. But then this just carried on throughout the night to the point where, like... There was, like... No, we were just, like, casually sitting around, just <laughs> watching a bit of TV, doing, doing nothing too crazy. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, doing nothing too too mad. Yeah. Um and he just kept freaking out and we were like, What's what's going on, man? And uh <laughs> and he was just like, I definitely saw somebody move in the in the room we we're like, No, no, there's nobody there, man, there's nobody there. And he was like, No, I saw somebody He was like adamant for like hours. He was right. like, No, I definitely saw somebody to the point where then later somebody obviously had to then go into the room and just try and <laughs> try and be that figure. Just to freak him <laughs> out even more.
0: I mean, that's what you want to do, right? I mean, obviously. <laughs> if you've got a paranoid person in your house, you want to make that worse.
1: <laughs> I mean, admittedly, we knew that he was doing that and then after he was like, there's definitely somebody in there we were like, no, nah, man, there's nobody in there. What are you, going, what are you talking about? Deny all the time. That's, that's, that's the way for <laughs> I mean, me personally as well. I, I had once somebody... Like, this same person with the whole bubble... He was like the least chill person thinking about it. Um, he was like... Can you guys just like feel gravity? And and after he said that, like now even like every day, like I'm completely sober. Like, just, oh man, I really can feel the weight of the world on me. But at that time, I was like, my organs are being pulled through my body into oh, the floor. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's like that's one it, of those. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it. Like I don't know what it is, but it's just like because it's it's the same with like just. Like, going out drinking, there's just that kind of... There's that part of my mind that's, like, rational, where I'm just like, everything's fine. And then there's this other part that's like, no, it's not. I swear it's not. I'm, yeah, believe me, man. Yeah,
0: something's, something's wrong. Man. Yeah.
1: The more drunk you get, the louder that voice gets.
0: And you're like, <laughs> no, man, something is wrong. Like, we need to leave. There's, there's
1: problems everywhere, kind of thing. And, and even though there's that rational part that's still like, no, seriously, like, it's yeah. fine. I know it's fine. There's this other part that's like, no, 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 no. I'm convincing you. You need to go. Yeah. you got to work around those problems. Exa- okay. Exactly. So, most people,
0: obviously, come on here. Uh, I I, I don't give them a profession, but I, I give them like a, a oh, vocation, yeah. essentially, oh, Okay. because they're like, they're writers or, or they'll do whatever. I didn't know what class you was because okay. I don't know much about your life. Oh, okay. I mean, the main reason I asked you was because I saw you do your TED Talk thing. Yeah. Which was in Lincoln. And that was very good. And I was like,
1: interesting it, it it was something yeah, I, yeah, yeah. sure I'm it sure was about... <laughs> it was it was an experience, an experience. I, like, like i i think that's it i i enjoyed it as an experience and that's yeah. why i did it but i kind of i didn't really like talk about it much just because it's like one of those things i'm like i can do better and i know i can yeah. so i'm like it's it was more a an experience of doing i guess just one of the participation yeah. Get involved, do yeah. something, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well that's it, like it's if somebody says like, Hey, do you wanna do, you wanna do it? Well, I mean like you saying like, Hey do you wanna do this hmm. podcast? I'm like, Yes Just because yeah. it keeps life interesting, I Getting guess. Getting involved kind of thing. So I mean do do you what do you do, so? what, what's your work? um <laughs> Well see the only other podcast I've done with somebody, they they class class me as a musician. Okay. Oh, wait.
0: In fact, I have a link from, like, from another guest to you. What? Because um, I had Callum. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time. And he's he's <laughs> going to be, he'll be essentially be the guest before you. And he did mention that you and him may be playing music
1: together when he finishes his album. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I spent most of the podcast telling him to finish his album. That's probably, <laughs> I mean, that's probably a wise thing to do. Like, event- eventually it will happen. Um. I think that's it. It's just when to when when to find time to do stuff it's like so busy all the time. I don't want to. Um but yeah, so I like, I mean that came about because so I have been in a band back back um like home where I'm from for a long time. How I long don't time? I don't even remember how it's long it's been that long. Yeah. Um and I mean we we still haven't like finished it, like we we wrote an album years and years ago and then yep. just never really got anywhere with it, um, but we're still active, I guess, so we're still like, we talk, I talked recently to him and I'm like, we definitely going to finish this album, right? He's like, yes. Um, I'm fairly certain I'm still in bands, yeah. which have never officially broken up, <laughs> well, there you go. but we just stopped meeting. So just calling back and, and uh... straight back into <laughs> it. That's the way I roll with it anyway, is it. Okay. As long as it's not officially dead, then you just keep. I mean, kind of like that. That's there's like a real organic nature to it. Exactly. I mean, that's just life. I suppose. Like we we always say that. Whenever I talk to him about it, I'm like, oh, uh, we should we should really do this. It's like, yeah, well, maybe when I'm out of here and then back in here, that'll be great. Mm. Um, so it's just kind of like, I guess that's it. Life takes you on various different paths, but keeping it open to coming back is quite. Nice, because eventually then it might just all fall into place. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I I've been in that band for forever. Yeah. Um, and then it was just one time where, so, uh, Ryan the drummer. Mm-hmm. Well, so Callum was like, "Oh, I'm going to write this album. It's going to be great." And then he was like, "Oh, I need a drummer." So he called Ryan, and Ryan was like, "Yeah, that's that's cool." Um, and I've, I've known Ryan for ages, like since since uni, um, and then, and then apparently Cal at one point was like, oh, I could really do with a bassist, and uh, and I was like, oh, Zach, Zach plays bass. Um, I'd like you to know I bought a bass for fifteen pounds with, whilst Ryan was with me one time, just like off a friend, right? Um, and then I proceeded to touch that bass like once. I mean, that's <laughs> essentially my bass story. If I got my bass from my brother for free
0: because he was going to get rid and i was like don't throw away your bass exactly. and then uh, it's hung on my wall upstairs for eight years <laughs> <That's> <laughs> occasionally like. i'll pick it up i'll pluck
1: a couple of strings and they're like i can't play bass that's what i kind of like about instruments is that they can just kind of linger for so long yeah and then maybe one day you will just pick them up and Magically be able to play. Exactly. It's practice doesn't exist. Well, <laughs> well I think that's it. Like I think there's a lot to be said for practice via doing. Because so, like I I'm terrible at guitar, really, if I think about it. So like in my other band I play guitar and sing. Right. And when I really like boil down what I can actually technically do, I'm like, I'm not I'm just a very, very average guitar player. Yeah. But I noticed that my just general playing improved like exponentially just from being in a band because of that constant yeah I found that learning way. how to work with people and that kind of stuff. I think, I mean,
0: I'm, I class myself as an awful guitarist, like below <laughs> average, essentially, well, because the bands I was in were all started in like senior school and then I didn't have one in uni, so it was senior school and college, I'd have my guitar, I'd essentially just play power chords
1: constantly. Classic. Nice.
0: And we were in garage bands, so it didn't matter because we were playing crap music to nobody. So we just kind of led on with that. And I never, I could never remember chords, so I never bothered with them. That's, I mean, and it was always I like I never improved, but my rhythm improved. But playing, and playing, and you know, vocals improved. But in terms of actual technical ability, there was no improvement in any way. Like, there's been no improvement in the last ten years of what I can do on a guitar. <laughs> I mean, if you think
1: about it, chords are really overrated. Like, all music uses chords. So. As long as you're making a sound. <laughs> exactly. That, to me, that's the key to... You know, if you're making a sound,
0: you're enjoying that sound. I wouldn't say I enjoyed what I played. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think you're doing okay in terms of the world and music at hand. Well, I come like I'm a big... And this might just stem from the fact that I'm just terrible at actually getting technically better. Right. But I'm a kind of a big believer... In anything and any kind of creative uh, area zone, that you can it it by being the best. So I'll say musician because that's like where we kind of are. Yeah. Being the you can be the best musician, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you will make the best music. No. Um. So like, I think there's a lot to be said for just general. I don't know just i guess i'd call it passion but it's it's kind of just a level of i'll just mess around and see what happens and the kind of just a natural desire to to learn more and to try more and it's like it's like an inquisitiveness where you're just kind yeah. of like i wonder what it sounds like if i get a drumstick and hit this radiator yeah like it could sound great i think it's one of those weird things with that music and expression
0: where you kind of because like if someone does something expressive on a canvas Mm. right you can look at that canvas and you'd be like cool they've done something expressive that's obvious but because sound is so in a way abrasive yeah if someone does something just expressionary through music the reaction is so much more negative i mean that was kind of like the whole thing with punk yeah it was like we're not learning guitars we're not learning any of that we're just gonna get on stage and play whatever the fuck we want it's like, and that to a lot of people was really abrasive because they couldn't yeah. see the expression side of it because it's so assaulting on the ear, sort of thing so if you do that now it's like you kind of you've got an extra barrier compared to other art forms because everyone's going to hear it and instantly flinch whereas like you see something and you're like I can ignore that I can, I can yeah. move past that unless it's something really over the top whereas like yeah like you say like hitting a radiator it's expressive but you've
1: got to get past that barrier of the, fuck's the sound yeah. of a radio <laughs> th- yeah, I suppose there, there is that kind of it's almost as if there was if there was an art form to do a taste, like just like putting things of different varying flavors into your mouth, and that yep. was like I suppose in a sense, cooking is an art form,
0: yeah,
1: and that's maybe I guess the closest you can get to it in terms of how like you say an abrasive it a negative effect can be. Yeah, like a full impact. There's yeah, because no, there's no half measure in music.
0: Like you can't just can't just like glance at it, mm. just see it on the side. You gotta you'll you'll hear it, and that'll that'll trigger something in your head one way or another. Yeah. So yeah, if that's instantly negative, that's gonna put a bad taste.
1: Yeah, I suppose there's.
0: I quite like that the idea of like a taste of creativity. If, it sounds like... you're like, giving uh... people a taste of what you, you're <laughs> trying to trying to put together. <laughs> So you do a sketch. That's a taste. You just get, yeah. get a little taste. Of what's going on? Here. Just a
1: little amuse-bouche of creativity. Oh, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like stolen. A, it sounds like an art supplies shop or something. Like a what taste of creativity. Um, yeah, I think because there's there's loads of I come from because of being part of a band, hmm. like and basically just everybody back home played an instrument of some sort which was really weird coming to uni because then i was like one of the few people that at least right. in my friend's group that just did like was passionate about music yeah. so back home i was just johnny johnny guitar but then over when i was in when i came to lincoln it was like oh you're the musician i was like oh i've never been the musician oh, before see i had the opposite of that going to uni because it was like <laughs> at home i was like oh it's the
0: art guy like, you know, he draws and it does photography and stuff like mm. that. That's that's you know, that's a speciality. So I think nobody's interested in that. And then I came to uni obviously doing an arts course and
1: everybody and you like Yeah, I'm literally one in thousands. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrifying. I think I guess that's what what kind of did me a favour because I did computing, so it's essentially I went and did a science but then I had so much kind of art stuff that I enjoyed yeah. as well. Um But yeah, like, I mean that's the interesting thing from back home is that because I'm surrounded by all these people who are passionate about music, yeah. even stuff that sounded terrible. Like some of my mates would find the worst sounding music, and there would still be somebody who who at least yeah. appreciated it in a sense. And like, I mean, I'm probably one of the few people. Well, maybe not. Maybe not the few people, but I'm probably I'm definitely in the minority of people that. um you know, uh, John Cage's 4 Minutes 33. Yeah. I'm probably one of the few people that genuinely, I I love it. I think it's a great expression of yeah. the fact that sound is everywhere and that music doesn't just have to be defined by a certain set of instruments that have been deemed great. Yeah. Like, it could just be the sound of a bit of wind going through some trees. It's like, oh, good sound. Yeah. And, I, I mean, you see that. All the time in a, I guess a lesser form in terms of people going out and sampling sounds and putting them in tracks, yeah. the background. But they're still an instrument in that wider track.
0: Yeah, the, the
1: natural kind of timber of the world, something mm. which
0: kind of nicely seeps through. I do remember when that was. There was like because it was back when like Facebook campaigns were actually effective, and everyone was trying <laughs> to get Killin' the Name off for Christmas number one. <laughs> and then the next year they tried to get John Cage's. Track to number one and so many people were really angry about it and I was like but it would be hilarious because they won't understand it <laughs> <laughs> it'll get to number one and nothing will play <laughs> you know, they'll just sit there like what what <laughs> why why are, <laughs> like, are we doing it? force them to play that on the radio it will be genius <laughs> <laughs> everyone will be sat in cars having existential moments <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck's going on
1: <laughs> I feel like I say it would encourage people to just think for four and a half minutes because yeah. When you listen to music it kinda of just like distracts your mind a bit where it turns off
0: and gives you something else to focus on. Yeah. yeah. No.
1: So I mean I suppose if anything it'd be very kind of it'd be quite a profound movement if that had actually happened. We should make that. That's, I mean,
0: that's the next goal now. The
1: next goal get that's a radio cool. show. Well I'm halfway
0: there, I got a podcast. There you go. And then hour <laughs> long show and nothing happens. Oh my god, we <laughs> <laughs> It's just I'll invite a guest and we'll say nothing for an hour we'll
1: just sit drinking coffee (laughs) (laughs) and that will be brilliant (laughs) i would like you to know as so as somebody that has tried it right a lot harder than it sounds like (laughs) genuinely uh the band from back home we we tried to cover 433 well we did but it definitely took us at least like ten attempts. Yeah. Just because sitting some sitting so still with an instrument four and a half minutes is surprisingly difficult for like a group of musicians. Yeah. You just kinda like yeah. I just I just wanna
0: I just wanna mess with yeah. it. Yeah. So you got little things you can tweak, <laughs> little little
1: nervous things where you're
0: like, huh, oh, pluck this string.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, this'll be quiet enough. And there was so many points where like the drummer would just like start spinning a cymbal and then he'd just knock it a bit and he would be like Oh, uh, and it just, we'd have to go back and restart it.
0: I think that's great. That you, in a way, that's that's the brilliance of that. It's like you all those little sounds which you you completely don't realise you're making. Yeah. And then suddenly, yeah, you know, there's this little ringing which is happening. Why is that happening? It's like oh, I placed my hand on a string about ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's just ringing out now. <laughs> there's nothing we can do to stop
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I guess it, it kind of gives me gave me more respect for the musicians that actually do have to play it. Yeah. Because it's so, it is so difficult just to be like, I'm not going to mess with this, but I'm going to look intentive.
0: I do love it when an orchestra does it.
1: Yeah. And you see, you just watch them
0: and there's like this weird little like smirk on all their faces, (laughs) where you know they're all itching (laughs) just to to move. (laughs) Just move and embrace whatever sound they want to make. Okay. Just to get off music. Okay. Because you do have a subject. We, yeah, I we mean we've got we've got round. I mean it might be yeah, included. Yeah. Um but yeah, we'll, I mean this is the first time in a while. Okay. Where the subject I have completely no idea what you're going to say. Oh, that's good. You could say, you know, tacos and then we'll talk half an hour about tacos. I mean, but I think that's only happened maybe once before. Do I know enough about tacos <laughs> <It's> too bullshit
1: <laughs> <laughs> an hour of taco talk? I mean, it's kind of funny because so that because I told you it was a it was a broad theme. Yeah. I was like, oh, go go nice and broad, and then we can like narrow it down as and when. Um, and basically we just immediately went into it because. Okay. but I mean that's beautifully. Yeah. That's so so like professional behavior. So really mind melding. You just <laughs> you know. knew. Um, because yeah, I was going to talk about like creativity. Okay. Um. Because, like like I said, I so like I've I've kind of admired like stuff you do for ages and I've been like oh that's so cool um and like you're one of the the few people around that are like creatively inspirational like at the moment because when you're at uni it's like it's people everywhere and then mm. as people kind of start to peter out and you know adult life comes in and people people just naturally I guess become a bit more grounded and uh yeah. like in a sense it's kind of sad but lose their creativity
0: Yeah, you see... I especially see that from uni. Mm. You see, like, the amount of people who did my course who don't do anything creative now.
1: Mm. And, like, I guess... Like, the the kind of... The the branching off from, like, the the massive... Creativity bubble idea that I had was kind of just, I guess... I was interested on how you stay creative. So, like, I guess... How you be productive in such a almost anti productive world? Because cause adult life is so you 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 get you wake up, yep. you have breakfast, you go to work, you yep. have some lunch, you could do some more work, you you go home, you have some tea, you you go to bed. That's it. Yeah, it's
0: built of structure and therefore yeah. if you don't fit the structure you begin to fail at all life and exactly. uh, and, and fall to the wayside <laughs> and then you, you start to punish yourself because you're like why am i not succeeding everyone else is succeeding and, and that kind of thing i think i mean i hate the idea of being an exception because i always find it yeah. interesting when people say you know are oh, you like one of the few mm. like because i don't feel that way i essentially i feel like i do nothing <laughs> <laughs> like i could do so much more that's yeah. always that's always a thing in my head of like i could do so much more for me it's almost compulsion. Okay. I don't because it's that annoying thing. Of, I don't try to do this. Yeah. I just kind of do it. Yeah. It's it's and it is it's one of those mentality things. And I was I was chatting to um, my dad and my brother about it when we were back over Christmas, and we were on about naps.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Right, so we were, we were discussing naps, and I was sort of saying, "So I'm in bed. I can't nap. I I, I just can't. Oh, I, yeah. I hate it. I, I have to get up." i got to be doing something. There's something in my head I could be doing. Even if I've got nothing to do, I'm just like, I've got to use this time. I've, mm-hmm. got, to, I've got to be doing something, regardless of what that something is. Mm-hmm. Whereas my brother and my dad love naps. <laughs> will take a nap at will whenever they can, <laughs> kind of thing. And they would say, like, this is quite a strange thing mm-hmm. to be completely separate to your family in terms of like mentality. So where that come from? And I talked to my yeah. mum. She doesn't do naps, okay. but she does twitch, as we call it, where she'll have to be knitting. Or yeah. sewing, or doing something, like she has to be doing two things at once. So it kind of it eventually comes down to just a compulsion of, I need to be doing something. And then from uni and all that, and I always had this thing in my mind of, to use my family as a, another example, is there's a part of my family who live the adult lifestyle, as we, we've just described it. Mm-hmm. As you go to work, you have your job, you make money, you eat your food, you go to sleep, and that's their life. And I saw that during college and was just like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I do not want to be that. That's terrifying that I would become, to sound protection shit, part of a system. Yeah, I'd become part of this system where I'd just be this cog. I'd be, I'd be a number and I hated that. So even if it was just like creating a little t- tremor within that cog, that, that made me happy. It's like just that little bit. That's all I need, just a little, little vibration. I'd love a big one, but I can't get one every so often. So I gotta have that little vibration which separates the line from all the other lines. and makes me feel like I'm not trapped. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it just kind of became this thing of, of when I I need to do something. So why don't I just do the stuff I want to do? Essentially. Yeah. Suicide so like now. I mean, I get an afternoon. I mean, like when was it? It was New Year's Eve. New Year's Day. So I'm hungover on New Year's Day.
1: Obviously. Yeah. You you
0: know, it's New Year's Day, you've been drinking. We've already discussed the, the long conversation I had. <laughs> <laughs> so it's New Year's Day, I'm hungover. And I felt worse about not getting stuff done than actually being hungover. Yeah. I didn't even have anything to do. I had no projects in mind, nothing which I was like pending. I had no deadline which I'd set myself or anything like that. I just felt worse. And then by the time I was actually able to kind of get up and move around the house, I picked up a sketchbook and I just started sketching and I felt so much better.
1: Okay. That's the weirdest hangover cure I've ever heard. Yeah. But
0: it, it happens all the time. If yeah. I don't do anything, I, I, I just kind of start receding into my own head. Yeah. So I just have to pick something up and do something.
1: Okay.
0: Because it's, it, it falls back to what this theory I have of, of I think I covered it in another podcast, of productive masturbation.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it's productive masturbation you're doing something which makes you feel good it doesn't matter how minute it is and you're doing it alone you're yeah. just doing that little thing which kind of helps you through the day and in my case it's it's making or doing something or discussing something okay so all I'm doing when I'm sketching is essentially masturbating
1: <laughs> uh, uh, so to, to bring it around you know, Now I'm sense. scared to look at any of oh, sketches no, ever again <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it
0: was, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's always hard to describe. I mean, okay. how do you get creative? Like, what pushes you? Because like, this is the thing with music. I can't understand. Uh, same with poetry. Mm. I really struggle to sit and think, I'm going to write a poem. Or I'm going to write a song. Yeah. Because nothing comes to me. And that frustrates the crap out <laughs> of me. And it's like the first time I've ever had a creative block where I've sat there and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this.
1: I can't express by words. How do I do I mean, so I mean, we already discussed about how I don't think really I'm technically a, a good musician. Yeah. But I guess so. I get maybe my way of doing it is a bit wrong, but uh, I mean, it works for for me to an extent. Yeah. Um. It's a lot of the time I almost won't have an idea. Um. So I'll I'll. So I'll uh keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, so, so like I have my guitar yeah. uh, next to me on a stand, and I actually it uh, was an interesting video I watched the other day that was it just at one point just interjected and said that um, that musicians are more likely to practice if their guitar is out on or their instrument is out rather than being in the case yeah, just because there's less barriers to you than doing it. Um, so the same with like having a sketchbook and pencils and all of that you've got them all there and they're sat right there and it's like okay cool I'll do it whereas if you have to go into a box and go to a shop and buy something then all of a sudden that's a barrier to your creativity I can see that so like what tends to happen with me if I'm like writing a song anyway I just pick up my guitar and just play things yeah um it's rarely but sometimes i do have something in my head and then i will try and emulate that yeah but i find that a lot of the time the best the best things that i write are the ones that i had no plan to i just thought oh i've got like spare 20 minutes i'm just gonna pick up my guitar yeah because maybe maybe i think as well um it's a limitation that I give myself is helps. So like I was, I was saying that (laughs) earlier that I watched some, like a couple of videos before coming on about like creativity and stuff like that. Yeah. And this one guy that was it was a Ted talk somewhere in America. Um, and he basically said that the key to unlocking your creativity is not thinking outside the box, but thinking in the box. Okay. Um, and then kind of just defining what that box is. So he said that by giving yourself limitations, you instantly become more creative because you're not thinking of all the things that you can't do, essentially. Okay. Um, so I think his example was he was talking about... He asked... Because he was like a, a lecturer or a teacher or whatever. Um, and he asked students that it was like uh, I've got a a clock but one of the hands is missing what could I use to replace the hand on the clock and so he was saying he kind of ranked how creative or how outside the box their ideas were Mm. and they started out and they were just like they named really normal stuff like like I think he said like a needle or like a spoon or Mm. normal kind of things and then when he gave them limitations so i think he said then he was like it has to be green and then somebody was like a dinosaur's tail and then he put up a, a list of like the weirdest ones and one of them apparently one time one of them said angelina jolie's left arm okay which <clears throat> weird and product weird and, and yeah, creative yeah. and outside of the box but that only happened from thinking with these limitations see i i struggle
0: with that like okay. I, I like an open-ended brief. Yeah. And if a brief isn't open-ended, I'll make it open-ended. Okay. This, this was a problem I had in uni, was they would hand you a brief. So, for instance, in first year, we had one uh, called Colour. Mm. And it was to capture the colour within the everyday. Okay. So I went out of my way to find areas without colour. Because I needed to. And it was <laughs> like, I hate the idea of someone going, you need, to, you need to draw within this box. Like, I've been trying to do uh, a graphic novel for like many years I'm trying to come up with like a concept and, and fitting in but the idea of fitting something into a panel drives me insane <laughs> and so you, you, once I've I've got that restriction suddenly my mind just goes you, you're you not going to be able to do what you usually do mm. so you have to find a way to kind of break that box from my mindset so you've got, you got to take what you were given and get right so I can adhere to that brief and do my own thing just twist it just enough that you can just make it slightly off and that it will not fit into that box. Yeah. So when they see it, they'll think that's great because it's bigger than what we wanted. Yeah, it's
1: kind different. Of thing. It's... Yeah, it's
0: like we we would not have thought that because we were thinking inside the bounds of the box. Okay. And I I I can never understand it whereas I know a lot of people especially love a brief. Hmm. Love love having direction. And I I, I really can't. It's it's like I mean say like I don't think the way
1: I create is healthy <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say do you need to see a doctor about your creative well yeah maybe <laughs> I
0: mean this, this is the thing like I don't think the way I help is creative because like, as I say it's compulsion it's a compulsion I can't turn off okay so even if I'm really depressed I'll, I'll be making even if I'm really happy I'll be making even if I'm going to be unhealthy I'll be making and I just don't stop. Okay. It just keeps going and going and going. So it's like, it's not something I'd recommend <laughs> <laughs> as a way of being a creative. But at the same time, I can see from the outside how it looks. Because you yeah. only ever see like little bits. You only ever see the bits which kind of come out and, and and we put on show sort of thing. But you never see like the gaps in between where it's like, cool, so I'm four weeks ill. You know, I've had a cold mm-hmm. for like four weeks. Why am I up? It's like, I should be resting. It's like, why am I up? Why am I, why am I drawing? Why am I still going outside with a camera? It's like, because I need to, <laughs> you know, I need okay. to tick that box in the head. Because if I stay inside, I'll just get more depressed. Okay. And I'll, 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 I'll so it's like, I, there's been a couple of moments where I've had her friends have just been like, stop. <laughs> Please. Just, just take a day off. You know, we'll come around to your house and we'll watch TV with you just to just to make you stop because you'll feel rude if you go off and and go do something it's like yeah that's great that's what i need because
1: there's no barrier (laughs) i i mean i suppose see to me that that's like really inspirational i'm like oh i I wish i could just not stop but I, i do see where the other side of it is like you're saying that it's kind of you've got to have that balance yeah um maybe you need the smaller outlet so not like not necessarily limiting yourself but just uh that kind of a mentality of oh if i'm not feeling that great i'll just do some sketching instead of i'm not feeling great i'm gonna go take a picture of from bungee jumping (laughs) or something like that i Um, mean i i have a little things i mean that's 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 essentially
0: how i've handled it through the years is it used to be much worse. Okay. But then I start little projects, which keep me occupied. Like, like did. I, I started that as a, as an outlet last year, like near the start of last year. Um, cause I was, I, I had a relationship end. I was going through some stuff. Didn't have energy at, at all, mainly just cause I didn't want to eat. So I was like, basically just punishing myself at this mm-hmm. point. And I was like, I need something, something which doesn't take effort. Which I can just do. <clears throat> so I made a zinc. So, you know, it's like A five, I can do it on my computer, I can do it in bed, just sit and sketch it, I can take submissions from other people. And you find those little projects which kind of like just trickle through. And that that's how I like I manage that. But then, yeah, occasionally it, it spills over and I, just, <laughs> I do too much and <laughs> wear myself down as usual. And yeah, uh, sure, why not? I mean, I think that's the same. I think you can easily do that with stuff like music. Mm. It's all about finding, like I say, it's like it's finding those little little 1% tasks. It's like I, I hate people who, well, I don't hate people. I hate the idea that people have when they sit there with a blank page and they're like, I can't start.
1: Mm.
0: It's like, because it'll be crap. It'll be, you know, everything I do is shit. So therefore, if I start it, it'll be shit. And it's like, yeah, but if you start it, you'll have a page with something on it, which you know in your head is bad. But you have it. So it means when you do the next one, you're not going to do that again. Or
1: you can take that and you can keep going into it. It's already crap, so you can't ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do like that way of thinking is that... Because the whole idea is like you learn from... Your, your mistakes and past experiences. So, yeah. why should it be any different with creation? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like if you you're writing a song and you get to the end and you think this is terrible. It's like you've still got that song. Mm. There's nothing to say you can't print it out, chop it up, and rearrange it because it doesn't matter because you already hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you are already at that point of I already dislike this. So why you know you know just keep abusing it until it turns into something you want it to be. Yeah. And then you you kind of you solve it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean I think like in terms of the the smaller tasks, I I'm terrible at keeping the smaller tasks. Okay. So
0: like another uh,
1: video I watched kind of recently was talking about like how to keep uh you like uh, your songwriting and song creation yeah. uh productive. So it was this guy who was talking. He he's like recorded so many, so many, like a lot of just so many tracks. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, like he was talking about the way he does it, which is, it's like a file naming system where he'll he'll label what needs to be put into a track. So he'll put like a G on the uh, file file name. And that means he needs to put guitar in it, and then he'll put like a B in it, and it he needs means bass and stuff like that. So he ends up with a list of everything that needs to be recorded for that, mm. and then he'll just do that one instrument for all the songs. So instead of doing one song at a time, yeah, it'll be oh I'm going to do guitar today, and they will just do guitar. Um, whereas I don't know the, my way of doing it. Like I really like that idea. And maybe I will kind of try and adopt it, but my problem with any kind of creation is moderation. So, like, I I'll start with something really small and simple. You
0: can do moderation in
1: creation. Apparently, <laughs> I've never been told this. Apparently, <laughs> apparently it's a thing. I, I I don't know. I mean, you you need you need to moderate in terms of how much you're doing. I need to moderate in terms of how big I'm thinking. And then right, eventually, okay. we'll both be like, we'll, we'll get there. Streamlined, we'll be we fine. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, like I mean, I had an idea for. I think I had an idea for. A couple of songs, or like a, an idea for a, like a small theme, mm-hmm. and then that slowly got bigger and bigger and bigger, until eventually I had. Like a a twenty track concept album that was split into four parts that also had a a short story that was split into four parts yeah. that went alongside with it. That's genius. And like the problem is, then I think about the big product, yeah. and then I start working on the small bits and I'm like, "But there's so much left to do." Like, see, that's that's I, which I I do love, but at the same time, I think it's uh, it's quite a limiting. It's daunting. Limiting, for, yeah, that.
0: yeah, yeah. See, that's to me, that's the same as someone having a blank page, mm. right? So you've got your blank page, or you've got your big picture. So the thing I do is. So, like, like, right at the minute, I'm trying to make a fine art sculpture. Okay. I've got the idea for the series, I've got the concept, I basically know how I'd want to present it in a gallery. Mm-hmm. I don't have a sculpture yet. I've been thinking about this for a year. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So, essentially what I do is I take the big concept, like you've got your, your concept album, and then all I do is I list the things which would need to be done to make that happen. I take that, that brief moment because I hate to-do lists. Mm. I hate I hate keeping track of things like that. If someone who loved organization looked at my desktop, <laughs> they would just see a large bunch of post-its, which is fragments of ideas. Okay. And that's how I keep track. I hate just like stacking things. But this is like the one time where it works. So you take your big picture, you break that down into the little things you have to do to make it happen. And if, like with this, it's like cool. So I've got this the sculpture I want to do. Right. So work backwards. So I need the sculpture. I need to make the sculpture. What materials do I need for the sculpture? Do I need to do sketches of the sculpture? How is that going to put together? How do I even need to kind of make that as a thing <laughs> until all of does it get back to the point of I need to sketch an idea for the sculpture. Okay. I don't need to make the sculpture because I'm not at that point yet. I'm like 50 tasks away from that point. But I need to make a sketch. And if I can't come up with a sketch I'm happy with, I need to make a prototype and just model something. It doesn't matter what I'm modelling with. It just just needs to be done. It's like my the calendar I did was I need to draw 12 images. What do I need to do? Well, I just need the ideas, essentially. I need the ideas. And then once I've got those ideas, I've got the 1%. Okay.
1: Once yeah. I've
0: got my sketch and my sculpture, I've got my 1%. So I've always got something to work on to the next step. And then if I do want to go back and look at the list, every so often I'll just rework that list. I'll just go, cool, so what have we got now? 5%. I got, I got like several sketches. I got a brief idea of how I want to put it together. So I've, I'm past step one. I'll go back and I'll I'll re reignite that list, list it. And then along those ways, because you've been sketching or you've been writing, you'll have solved some of your problems already because you'll have been researching it yeah. without knowing it. You'll have been looking at things. You'll have been talking to people about the idea. Like I, I spoke to a few friends about it and I was like, I need somewhere to put this sculpture. And I'm like, cool, we can offer you that. And that when I made my initial list, I had no idea about that. But because I'd been chatting to people about it and I'd worked back from the big idea into a little bit of a tally, even though it's not concrete in any way, mm. I'd already solved something on the list which I didn't intend to solve.
1: I, I mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I do. I think there's a lot to be said for that kind of milestone mm. mentality. See, I hate like milestone stuff. Mm. But that's the one time where
0: if I get something too huge and it, I looking at it makes me think I'll never be able to do that. Yeah. Just breaking it. Essentially just stepping it down, down and down and down. And so it's like, so like, cool, I need to leave the house. That's a big concept. <laughs> <in> the house.
1: <laughs> what might. can I break
0: that down to? <laughs> essentially, I can break that down to I need to stand up. <laughs> All I gotta do is
1: stand up. <laughs> so I'll stand up. And that's step one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I think... I might take that and then, kind of, form it with my own weird way of doing things. Because I'm terrible. I'm, i like one thing. I'm really bad at. Because if, if if you were to do that, I guess with to to the the nth degree yeah. with a song. I guess you would even break it down to. I'll come up with the chorus, and then the verse, and then uh, like you'll just break it down to all the way down to one instrument. Individual parts. Yeah. My problem is if I do that, I then never get anywhere else. Like I have, full, like I think maybe like eight folders just full of different various recordings. Because the way I, the way I kind of keep track of things I've written, um, I'll just set up my phone, put it on the camera, record myself playing it. And then I've got it. Yeah. Um, so I can see it. I can hear it. It's great if I ever need to relearn it. My problem with doing that is I just get a backlog on my phone. And then I'm like, oh, my phone's full. Put them onto my laptop. Yeah. And I'm like, they're there. I'll never look at that folder. There's a hundred videos yeah, yeah. I need to get through. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do I admit that I do occasionally I have found time to go through like one folder. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. Just take that out. Or sometimes I'll even have recorded like a full song that I've yeah. forgotten about. But yeah, I've found that the only times when I actually really commit to a song as a project, yeah, is if I sit down and I am instantly hooked on it, and then I just write write a very basic like like same prototype. Yeah. yeah just there and then. So I guess, instead of going for the 1% time, i might just go for like a 5% mentality of just do a song. Yeah. And then it's there. And you can add more, you can take, yeah. take stuff away.
0: And then you, you all you need to do from that is you got your, your concept album in mm. your head, you throw it into a folder which just says concept album. So you've got two copies now. You've got your one which you're just going to store and then you've got 1% of your album. True. I and mean, then you do that again. Even if you do that once every month, at the end of the year, you've got an album. True. So I suppose, and it's 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 at that 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 time frame as well. People kind of really punish themselves mm. over like, oh, I've done nothing this year. It's like, well, not entirely. If you've spent a year thinking about the one thing you want to do, mm. you'll have gotten further in that thought than you you were at the start of the year. You know, it's like my graphic novel I've been thinking about that for like five years. I'm now at a point where I'm like. I might actually have an in of how I would actually do that. And, yeah, it feels bad to not go, yeah, I wrote a graphic novel in a year, or, yeah, I've got it published, or something like that. But at the same time, like, I couldn't have put what I put into it where I was five years ago. Yeah. So why punish yourself for that? why, Why damage yourself by going, I haven't done enough to get to, like, the end achievement goal, but... I think maybe part of that for me is that I feel like I've never achieved.
1: Okay. How, how so?
0: Well, I think I always put it back to my art teacher at GCSE. Okay. Okay. So I was taught when you sketch, a sketch is never finished.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. A sketch is never finished where going. because
0: you can go into it. You can keep drawing into it. You might ruin it eventually, but a sketch is never finished. Therefore, if I expand that out to everything... Nothing is ever finished. <laughs> okay. No project, anything I do is ever finished because there's going to be things which I can't control about its reception. There's going to be things I can't control about what happens to it once it's left me. So essentially all I decide is when I put it on display.
1: Mm. I watched a video about this. I, I, I feel like I'm saying that a lot. I watched so many videos about all these things. It's uh, so interesting. Um, I think mean, that's good, though. but yeah, I mean, I just I kind of just stumble across things occasionally. It's yeah. it's not so much procrastination because it's like I've committed myself to being like I'm going to watch some videos now, yeah. but then I kind of started to streamline what I watch, so it's a bit more informative to the yeah, yeah, the greater good. <laughs> um, just about anyway, um, and yeah, there was this one video that was called the art of finishing, and it yeah. was the idea that. Yeah, like nothing is ever finished in a creative project, but it's uh, there. There has to be a point where you just say, "Okay," you just put a pin in, and you're like, "That's it." Yeah. And he was basically saying that that's kind of the the difference between somebody who maybe never creates and somebody who does is the fact that there's a. It's just that one small moment of I'm okay with this. Yeah. Because I'm the same. I find that a lot of the time it's your... Especially... So for me, writing, I can stop. Like after I've written a song, for example, I can stop yeah. and be like, I mean, that's all right, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But then recording it, there are like infinite ways I feel like I can make it better because I never did music technology or anything like that. So yeah. I have no... I have no kind of, I guess, grounding in how to make it work and sound good. Mm. And for somebody who who likes to think of themselves as a musician, I probably have such a bad ear because I can just listen to something and be like, sounds all right. Yeah. I can't I can't pick out and be like, oh, it needs a bit more travel or it yeah. needs a bit of this. Um, so then yeah. I, my kind of way around that is then I'll ask... Other people, I'll get yeah, yeah. that kind of. I, I have certain people in my life who I trust to give me honest critique because I like thrive off of it. If somebody, yeah, yeah. if somebody can say you did that, you did that pretty good, but this was crap. I, I would, that's way yeah. better than somebody just going,
0: I love it, it's great. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because it just feels a whole lot less hollow. Like it feels like somebody's actually connected with it enough that they have an opinion. Um, so yeah that what I will do then is after so like I recorded two songs recently so I've, the concept album is kind of very far in the past now like I've yeah. had that idea so long ago and it's something that it's like one of those projects that it's not dead but it's like it's dormant you, know, yeah. you need to reinvigorate it at some point yeah, yeah. but my more recent kind of goal I because I, I was feeling really stagnant I was like it had been like probably six months or so since I'd really properly created. And I was like, I need to, I just sat down one day and I just had this drive out of nowhere. It's weird, I'd had like three hours sleep. I found the less sleep I have, the more productive I am.
0: Oh, definitely. No idea why. The worse you feel, the better you make. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, And that's the thing, it was that whole idea, like you were saying, of I wasn't actually making anything. I wasn't. Really, if anything, I wasn't being creative at all. It was yeah. the most mundane task, or, like, organisational task yeah. ever. But I just sat down and trawled through... I had, like, folders of actual songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just occasionally... I'll kind of have enough of something where I'll build it up and I'll be like, OK. And I'll actually, like, give it some sort of placeholder name, which sometimes ends up being its full name. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I just trawled through all of those folders that I had, and I was like, "I like that." And I just had a folder called "Songs with Potential," and I just put them into there. Yeah. And then the next day, go through that, and then I had like a, a, a word document where I would kind of I'd written out all these tracks, and some of them were so old and like I I hated them. Like these are terrible now. But there were other ones that weren't on that list that then I listened to, and I was like, actually this is pretty good like this has got somewhere so then literally this one day was probably one of the most creative productive days i would had and all I was doing was looking at folders yeah. and being like oh that's good and then just making a list and then all of a sudden I was like I have an album here and then fast, fast forward rewind back to um, like a couple of weeks before Christmas yeah I just sat down and I just recorded, mixed, and mastered to a degree two songs in two days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, fe- I felt great about how ridiculously over the top productive I'd been after feeling like I'd done nothing for six months. And then immediately I sent those off to a friend and I was like, what do you think? Because I listened to them and I just think they sound like yeah. a bit of a mess. They could be better. And he gives me some critique, but at the same time, His kind of approval of certain things that I thought, oh, don't really know how I feel about this. I was kind of like, oh, suddenly made me feel a hell of a lot better about it. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a lot to be said for that. That kind of collaboration with others and that just just get critique off people, like get people to tell you you are shit. That's my favorite thing ever.
0: Yeah, I think, in a way, I'm kind of, I want to say blessed. But well, I don't have a fear yeah. of what people are going to say about what I do. Because I'm very concept-based. Like with this. like this, I've got a second mic now. Production quality-wise, when I started this, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really care now in terms of <laughs> production quality. So it was one of these things of, I'm just going to make it. I'm going to put it out. It's probably not going to be perfect in any way, shape, or form. But then I have no goal of perfect it was just about the concept it was about mm. getting out there. same with the zine it was like there's no there's no nothing perfect about this i'll just i'll just put it out i prefer it to be imperfect because then people can pick at it because mm. then people will engage with it a little bit more so it's people that like you get a lot of people torturing themselves about making something pristine perfect and this this was why i kind of like through my course. i did contemporary lens media which was video and film and photography and all that kind of stuff And so many people will be so obsessed with like grain and pixels and and sound quality and stuff like that. I just I just didn't care. (laughs) There was nothing in my head which said, yeah, I need to put something pristine onto this this film. It was just no. If they understand the concept, I've succeeded. If they can get the story, I've succeeded. If they felt something, then I've succeeded. And that is how I essentially approach everything. Is I just kind of let go of that. It needs to be pristine. It's like it's never going to be pristine. Because everything is imperfect, so just put it out. Yeah, and this—I mean, it's—I don't know—it's something which I kind of—I don't—I know I never have to tell someone how to do it, because it's just something one day I just woke up and was like, it can be done. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter; it does it'll just be done at some point, and as
1: long as the concept's getting picked up, I'm happy. It's, I because uh, I'm the I'm the same I'm the exact same. The problem is. I completely understand the the not being able to explain it to people, and yeah. it's so frustrating at times because there'll be people who really need that mentality. Like they're they're struggling, they feel like they're in a rut, yeah. And then I have this like constant desire. Like I'm like I I should be I can help them. I like yeah. my problem solving like part of my mind just goes crazy, and then I try and explain it. I'm just like I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the same with like I've, I think you, you one of the like,
0: third guests or something who's asked me kind of how I do it, mm. and I I just can't explain it. I can't I can't imagine not doing it, if that makes yeah. sense. It's like one of those things of. I just wake up and I do it. It's it's and it was, it was I think it was a problem I had, um, with like a couple of friends of mine who who really struggled. and, and it's like I want to help you, and that uh, so I'll tell you what I do like this is I just get up and I do it uh, I yeah. pick up a sketchbook and I'll sketch and, be like, and they'll be like oh I don't want to sketch it's like it's not course. about one yeah. <laughs> you know I, I, just, I, I don't want to sketch but I'm doing it yeah you know I'm, 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 I'm just kind of participating in my own my own concept so to speak so it is there's a huge barrier of frustration but then at the same time I see like like you saying it's kind of nice to be able to do all of this and inspire yeah. Like I don't see it as inspirational because I see it as something I do every day. But when someone sees it and goes, "You know what? I feel I feel pretty amped about going and doing something." I'm like that's great. That's completely unintended on my part, but that's fantastic because that's how I'm helping. Yeah. And that that's in a way the a, a larger goal. So I'll just keep doing it
1: because I can. So <laughs> like, why would you stop if you can do it? <laughs> yeah. I th- I think I say like that's why I, I the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, from like when you were saying about the TED Talk, like it's the same idea where I, I like I am, because because it's sometimes so difficult to rely on external sources for good critique. Yeah, I'm like my biggest critic. Oh, because yeah, you, you, I think you have to be. You have to like ground yourself somehow. Because like like you were saying, like somebody's like, oh, this is really insp- inspirational. If you then just sit there for like. Five days, going. Damn, I'm so inspirational. God, <laughs> damn, I'm so good. Like all That's of a awesome. sudden, yeah, <laughs> it's like all of a sudden you kind of you you get lost into this other path, whereas yeah. instead you could be doing something else, or like you won't improve or change or try new things because you're like, oh, one time when I did it, oh, that was damn good. Yeah. yeah. So it was like the other day when um, I was just like I was just sat there doing 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 stuff. And then I just get a message from one of my old friends um, who I haven't properly seen in a long time. Like He's been in Japan for, for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked to him a bit while he was out there, but I didn't really properly talk to him. I felt kind of bad for doing so. And then he just like messaged me and was like, oh, dude, I, I saw your TED Talk, which already got me because I was like, I didn't share it because yeah. I wasn't proud of it. It was just a, like you're saying like just something just that some I did. to do yeah. um, and I was like, I wanted to do it because something different, it's like learning experience all of that,
0: yeah,
1: so it kind of first got me because he was like he'd just gone to the extent of getting it um and then yeah, he was like oh it was i thought I thought it was really inspirational, man, and I was like, oh thanks i mean i I thought it was a bit of a mess, but thank you and um, It was that moment of it feels good to know that it wasn't completely meaningless, I guess. Something which you maybe thought was
0: throwaway, someone else kind of took on board and and had with them. I I mean, the reaction you had is essentially what I have any time anyone tells me to listen to my podcast. (laughs) Because I'm like, this is, from my point of view, it was like, this is throwaway. I started doing it just to have discussions, just to kind of... Put that little bit of impact and, and chat to friends and do it as like a social experiment kind of thing. We'll yeah. also get to know people better because I was like, that's that seems like a pretty important goal. And then yeah, people were just like oh yeah, I watched your podcast. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm making them, and I'm not entirely sure why. So why did you watch it?
1: <laughs> They're like, oh
0: no, it's good. I really do. Like, okay, I'm not sure what to do with that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's. Why is usually the best response anytime somebody yeah. says, Oh, that was, I really enjoyed that. Why?
0: I think I, it's, it's interesting when you get a moment like
1: that because there's so much which you do
0: and then you don't get a reaction. Hmm. So, like, I'll draw something and I'll put some thought into it. You know, it'll be like a proper project, it'll be drawn, finished. I'll, I'll have like my concept piece, I'll release it, nothing will happen. Nothing at yeah. all, and i will be like, "Cool, that's the expected. That's that's the expected feedback. You're releasing something into the world. Mm. Everyone's got lives and doing things. I'm not fussed. It's like it's a little standing. Don't get noticed, but it doesn't matter because that's that's the expected reaction. And then I'll do something just randomly, and I'll put it out, and it'll get like a bunch of people coming back to me like, "Oh yeah, I saw that. It was really good." I was like, "What? <laughs> what <laughs> well, makes that, that one... <laughs> different to that?"
1: <laughs> I think I think that's what I like about it is that. Like it's the same thing about like the whole fact that that your zine is is anonymous. Like yeah. I love that. Just that has an idea because there's a lot to be said for for anonymity in something like this because then it takes away that whole kind of ego aspect. The whole kind of like oh I'm I'm getting my name out there. I'm doing something yeah. for me because it the doing it for you shouldn't come from the response you get but from the doing so the idea that say it's saying about how you know you don't intend to get a reaction yeah because you can't predict those kinds of things like you're saying it's that one thing that you just randomly put out that people react to yeah. a whole lot more than something you spent a long time on but really the value in anything should instantly and gratifyingly come from the just the point of doing it it should be going from oh, I've never I've never written a book before. And then you, you write like a page of a book. And you're like, I've written a page of a book. That yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Like you don't need to show anyone. There, there doesn't need to be any kind of somebody looking at it and going, that was great, I loved it. Yeah. Because you've gone from a person who's never written anything one day to somebody who's written a page of a book and then all of a sudden you have that value because you've got that experience. Yeah and so you don't need the fanfare yeah so you don't
0: need i think a lot of people chase a fanfare quite a lot this those one of the reasons i started doing the scene was it was firstly it was to stop people having fear of being able to do things it's like it doesn't matter if it's crap it's anonymous even if you hate it we'll put it out because someone might like it and you'll get that little thing back of oh someone said that's cool and i i didn't like it and like a couple of issues where I've I've not had enough submissions. I fill it with terrible things, <laughs> just literally off the top of my head, one afternoon, crappily photoshopped, put together stuff, and people were like I really connected with that. Sure. Okay, you know, sure, whatever you want, and it was it was taking away that fear, but at the same time, as you say, it's like it gives people the opportunity to taste test mm. little things, just to go, yeah, I don't know how to do that, or well, maybe I can do that, <laughs> you know, or maybe it doesn't need to be about exposure. And, and likes and like I think it's like you can if afterwards you wanted to put it out as like a, a finished piece because you were more confident about it fantastic but it's just about the concept yeah go push that concept
1: yeah go push it <laughs> and I love, I love the idea that the idea of people engaging with something that you haven't necessarily put your normal amount of work into mm. I like the idea that people engage with it because then it shows that there's other avenues. Like, yeah. hell, I can. I, I think there was like a time when I was around my mates for a band practice, and for some reason, I can't remember why, he he had a cornet, it's like okay. a little trumpet. And I don't know, I've literally never played a brass, woodwind, I've never played any kind of instrument yeah. that required the use of my mouth. And then. I just like we 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 just decided to have a, a jazz jam. It wasn't jazz. Uh it was it was <laughs> something. Um I think we just called it jazz crew. We like, I guess that encompasses whatever this I mean, is. Maybe there's a brass instrument involved. You got <laughs> you gotta call it jazz. Exactly. <laughs> um and uh yeah, like I so I just picked up this this coordinate and I was just doing it kind of, like yeah. pressing a load of buttons, working it out as I went along and that so that wasn't avenue i've never done before to me it was just a load of rubbish i was like this sounds hilariously bad yeah but that's just what we would do at band practices we would just have terrible sounding jams and just laugh about it afterwards we'd record it yeah like, I, I i edited like all this footage together that we would recorded and put that jam onto youtube i find it hilarious probably nobody else finds yeah. it funny because it's just like what the hell yeah. are these guys doing there's no context but, to it for everyone else. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, there was just a moment where I'm just like sat, i just stood there, my my arm on the piano. So maybe it was jazz. It feels very jazz when I describe it. <laughs> was someone but smoking? Like, in the yeah, I feel like yeah. <laughs> I was like arm on, arm on the piano, just holding the corner with one hand, just kind of like hmm. doing a really <laughs> elongated mess of notes. And then my my mate's dad comes down because that's where we practice at my mate's house, and he's like oh, is that you, Zach? That actually sounds pretty good. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just doing what I do. So I guess that's it. It it, it probably did sound terrible. He was probably just humouring me. But at the same time, the idea that one day, like, I mean, we recorded a track and I wanted to mess around with stuff and my parents got me an accordion for my birthday one year. I was like as you do mm-hmm. the, the one time i properly well the two times i played it were on my birthday where the most what was described as the most depressing thing anybody had seen was they walked into um, my my the room my room at home uh, and it was me staring out the window playing happy birthday to myself on my accordion um, <laughs> that's because pretty, that's beautiful you know, that's what happens <laughs> um, and the second time I ever played the accordion was to record this track yeah and I mean that's uh, me personally. I'm really proud of it. It's like the, I think it's the best track we've recorded. Yeah. And but like, we've had the same response from other people, and it's that idea that I'm not an accordion player, but just this idea, this other output. Yeah. People engaged with it because it was something a bit different, and because, and I think yeah, because I there were no ideas, even like lingering of this is going to be great. Yeah. But then people, when people engage with it, it yeah. makes it so much more because all of a sudden it's gone from an experiment of I wonder what it sounds like to put an accordion here to yeah, yeah pe- people really like it apparently. I think if you can to to
0: kind of bring it around to a in a way some sort of point because obviously we can't <laughs> yeah. ex- can explain how we do things. I was going to say
1: yeah, creativity was a bit too broad. Well, in no, creativity is fine. Yeah.
0: It's, it's how to get things done, really.
1: It? Yeah. It's,
0: <laughs> if you can, if you can hold on to the idea that. Regardless of whatever you do, yeah, someone's gonna have a reaction to it, right? It might be positive, it might be negative, and because you can't control that reaction, you don't need worry about it. All you can control is your own reaction to it. Yeah. Obviously, there's gonna be things you hate and things you don't hate, but there's no point not creating in a way. There's no point not doing it because someone's gonna get something. Yeah, you know, you, you're gonna, you're gonna. You're gonna spark something in someone, negative or positive, doesn't matter.
1: Yeah.
0: Because you were doing what you wanted to make. So when you you start a project or you look at a project, it's about finding that one percent or that five percent. At the same time, looking at the bigger picture instead of worrying, I'm never gonna get this done and all that kind of stuff. So like, no, nah, people are gonna people are gonna look at it and react one way or another.
1: Yeah. Even if that that those people are just you. Yeah. And you're just looking at it and thinking.
0: I I did it. Yeah, I did it. I I made something, and it was along the lines of what I wanted to make. If it's not perfect or what I want it to be, doesn't matter. I can always come back to it. Yeah, because that's that's the thing. You got to stop blocking off things which you thought didn't go right. Because with creativity, it's there's always the opportunity to go back.
1: Mm.
0: Literally until you're dead. <laughs> like <laughs> as, as bad as it sounds, it's like that's that's why art's valuable when the artist's gone. Because once the artist can't have input on it anymore, it's exactly as it should have been when they went. Mm. Regardless of how it was interpreted, it's exactly as it should have been when they went. So, until they are gone, nothing's ever finished. So therefore, you can release it at any time. Yeah. Just go back and put another twist on it if you want to. Remix it. <laughs> <laughs> Re-release, you know.
1: <laughs> cover cover band. Yeah. You, and like
0: like you say, is you never know who's going to see it, and they might themselves need that little 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 spark.
1: Yeah. So it's just just do it. Just
0: do it. Just, That's all I can yeah. say. Is as much as much as it boils down to is it, just do it. Well, I'm glad because I I guess I
1: came here with I was like maybe I'll get some weird secret method on how to do it, and then it's like no, it's the same. It's the same as everybody same else I've asked about this. It's just like just
0: just. You just got to pick it up. Yeah. So all it is, you just got to pick it up and do it.
1: Just be bold and then do it. Be like, I've got nothing else to do.
0: Go do it. How about that idea? I I think that's a great message for this podcast. I've got nothing else to do, so I'll do what I want to do.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: that's the key to everything of this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, life.
0: There
1: you go. (laughs) Go home and write a song. (laughs) Oh, write a song (laughs) about creativity. I've done it.
0: I mean, you know, that's that's the the meta. (laughs) That's the meta painting, isn't it? So, why did you paint a self portrait? I was—I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I, I didn't to, have a mirror. I had nothing else to write about, <laughs> so I decided to do a self-portrait.
1: Admittedly, I have written a song about how I—I couldn't write a song. So... I've, I've written—I've I've done the mental block drawing. You know, so yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, So you yeah. know, it has to happen. Yeah, so like, eventually. Well, you know, little things like this can happen Yeah. yeah. Embrace the small bits of yeah.
0: inspiration. And if you bought just do the other thing. <laughs> well, thank you for coming, today It's all right. It was, it's it was fantastic fun. to have you. It was, it was good. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. So. It... Middle one? Yeah, middle one. <sighs>